So the good news is we've signed Patrick Line to a long-term deal, four years at $8.7 million a year. The bad news is we had to give Oliver Bjorkstrand to the Seattle Kraken. We're going to be talking about both of those moves and what they mean for the future of this team today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on Blue Jacket. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to give you the good news, the bad news, the in-between news, and everything else that comes along with your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Lockdown Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. And uh, the YouTube is doing really well, so if you haven't uh, joined over there, then... uh, you should probably get on that because we have a lot of fun over there. So uh, today, like I said at the top of the show, we've got some good news to talk about. We've got some bad news to talk about. We'll uh, we'll start with the good news because uh, that's the more exciting one. Blue Jackets signed Patrick Lyon to a four-year contract at eight point seven million AAV. They uh, they managed to get the, they managed to get it done. I honestly wasn't sure. Um, I was. Pretty sure they would manage to work it out, um, if only because you have to think that one of the big things for Goudreau signing in Columbus was, hey, come and play with Patrick Laine, come and pass the puck to Patrick Laine for 82 games. Um, so I was pretty confident that they were going to get it done, um, but not 100%. I thought it was a pretty much even odds that uh, it was either going to be trade or long-term contract i don't think there was ever an option for him to sign that one year qualifying offer honestly um i think i just don't see it i just didn't see it happening and uh it didn't happen he uh he signed long term well longish term i was a little bit surprised that it wasn't the max contract length um but he'll be 28 when this contract runs out so uh that feels like just in time to negotiate an even bigger contract. Honestly, um, the Blue Jackets will have money off the books by then. Um, in a couple of years, they won't have to pay uh, Jacob Voracek. They won't be paying Jack Rostovic. They won't be paying uh, Eric Branson. They won't be paying Jake Bean, potentially. So, you know, there's uh, there's room there for... Blue Jackets to maybe give Patrick Line a little bit of a pay rise, maybe that long eight-year contract when he's 28. Who knows? That's uh, that's all in the future. Uh, the right now is that Patrick Line is going to be a Blue Jacket for the next uh, four years at least, which is super, super exciting. Um, I know when he first signed, uh, Micah Blake McCurdy uh, at Ineffective Math on Twitter posted a bunch of charts and stuff uh, where he basically said something along the lines of Patrick Laine is not going to do anything to move the puck into the offensive zone, but if he finds it in the offensive zone, he will make sure it goes in the net, which uh, is a pretty pretty succinct description of Patrick Laine's game. Um, 
And the best thing is that that, uh, that leaves all kinds of room for Johnny Gaudreau to do everything else because that's the kind of player that Johnny Gaudreau is. He's uh, He can score. He scored 40 goals this season. But he is a playmaker at heart. And uh, I'm just super, super excited for those two to basically get stapled together. And, you know, I've said it before, it doesn't really matter who you put in between those two guys, honestly. Like, put Boone Jenner in there and he can crash and bang about and cause chaos while those two do all of the scoring. Put Jack Roslovic there. Put Cole Sillinger there. Like, I, I genuinely don't think it matters. Like, I talked a little bit about this on Monday's episode, I think, where the idea that you have to build a line around the centre is kind of outdated, I think. Um, if you've got two elite wingers, then it shouldn't really matter who you put between them as long as they can win a face-off. Um, so probably Boone Jenner at this point uh, because he's the only center that can reliably win face-offs, which is a whole other um, a whole other issue, honestly. But uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's exciting. Uh, I'm super excited that Patrick Lyon is going to be a Blue Jacket. He had a really great season last season. I believe I said in the now that he had 59 points in 59 games. That was incorrect. He had 56 points in 56 games, which is still very, very impressive. Um, and I believe Jeff Svoboda on, uh, at Jackets Insider said that he scored 18 goals in 22 games at one point in the season, which, again, super, super impressive. And I'm excited to see what a fully healthy... Patrick Lyonet can do because obviously he missed two months with a an oblique injury or a core injury. I can't remember exactly what it was. And then while he was rehabbing from that, obviously his father passed away. So we went back to Finland for a couple of weeks to, uh, you know, do, do all of that and uh, be with his family and stuff. So uh, we... We were without Patrick Laine for, for quite some time at the kind of the beginning third-ish of the season. And then uh, he got shut down at the end of the season as well with uh, with an injury. I think he missed the last 10 games or so, um, which was a shame because he was really close to 30 goals. And I was excited for him to hit those, that 30-goal mark. But it is what it is. Um, hopefully he can stay healthy this season. And uh, him and Johnny Gaudreau can cause all kinds of chaos together super super excited for that uh in a minute we're gonna talk about uh we're gonna talk about Oliver Bjorkstrand and uh what he means to this team and uh, what this does for the makeup of the team uh now that we have one less winger but first I want to tell you betonline.net because it is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs you can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds lines and games if you wanted to put some money on Patrick Lyon signing a contract or if like me you were pretty sure that it was going to be Gus Nyquist that got moved uh, I bet you could have put money on that over at betonline.net you can find reviews and news of every league including uh, Major League Baseball uh, the NFL the NBA uh, NHL combat sports like WWE and uh, UFC, uh, eSports, and uh, even things like golf. You can bet on all of that at betonline.net, and it continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from uh, live game betting, live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. Uh, they've got you covered. So head to BetOnline today. That is betonline.net. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today because BetOnline is where the game starts. So let's talk Bjorkstrand, because we sent him to Seattle, um, which, I'm not going to lie, 
I'm happy that he went to a team that he's going to be able to thrive on, I think. Uh, I'm happy that he went to a team that's not in the division, so he doesn't have to score a goal, like a bunch of goals on us, like five times a season. We only have to see him twice a season. Um, And I don't hate the Kraken yet, so, you know, there's that. (laughs) Um, No, but Oliver Bjorkstrand sent to the Seattle Kraken for, I believe, a third-round pick and a fourth-round pick. So we're going to talk about the trade first, because on the surface of everything, it seems super unbalanced, like giving up a third and a fourth for a 30-goal scorer. A guy like Bjorkstrand, who is elite defensively, very good offensively, and has a just can shoot through the eye of a needle. Um, He's... One of the Blue Jackets, he's been one of the Blue Jackets' best players for several years now. Uh, and it sucks that he's not on the team anymore. Uh, so the fact that the Blue Jackets only got a third and a fourth for him is kind of disappointing. But the thing is, every GM in this league knows that Yamakakalainen had to move someone. So they basically, all they had to do was wait him out. Um, if he wanted to sign Line, which he did he had to move salary. And as much as I hate the fact that it's Bjorkstrand, uh, I was thinking, you know, move Nyquist. Uh, Potentially, if you have to, move Jake Voracek. Um, But Bjorkstrand is younger. He has more upside. Um, He signed, I think, for the next four years. Um, I can understand why he was the guy that the Blue Jackets had to move because... If you're not getting bites on the smaller fish, then you have to move the bigger fish. Um, and unfortunately, it seems like this was maybe the best the best deal that they were going to get because, again, the GM, you know, literally any GM can be like, well, we don't actually have to make this trade, so we'll give you a bunch of stuff from our uh, junk drawer and uh, you can like it or not. And like a, th- a third and a fourth is not nothing. And it was never going to be getting players in return because the idea was to shed salary. So I would have liked a second at least for Bjorkstrand, but I understand why why the Blue Jackets didn't get that. Um, so on the surface, it's a bad trade. Frankly, um, Columbus got fleeced in a, in a vacuum. This is a bad trade. In context with everything... <coughs> excuse me. In context with literally everything else, the Patrick Line signing, the salary cap, the unfortunately the Cabranson signing, which like in hindsight, I don't know if that's a contract signing they would have made had they known. Johnny Gaudreau was on the table, but that's beside the that's beside the point. Um, I'm not going to get into another episode about about Eric Cabranson. This it's a it sucks. I really like Bjorkstrand, fan favorite, uh, really, really good player, just got married here, um, was one of the few remaining guys from the 2015 Calder Cup Championship, um, drafted by Columbus, loved it in Columbus, wanted to stay here. Um, You know, earlier this summer, I was talking about how important it was that he was signed long-term because he was part of that Blue Jackets core that was going to be part of the next movement, but... uh, Life uh, life comes at you fast. So, unfortunately, Bjorkstrand is gone. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about him in a minute, what he did for this team, and then we're going to finish off talking about uh, 
what the winger situation is for Columbus now. Uh, that's all coming up next on Locked on Blue Jackets. So Oliver Bjorkstrand, traded to Seattle, uh, leaves the Blue Jackets with uh, 382 games played, 111 goals, 234 assists, nope, 234 points, and uh, he just, he was a really good player for this team. Uh, He had a career year last year, and uh, I'm just, we're going to miss him a lot here, I think. I know that Patrick Laine is a better goal scorer. I know that Johnny Gaudreau is a better all-round player. But man, it's... It's gonna be it's gonna be tough to watch Bjorkstrand succeed on another team. Um, however, what this means for the team in general is that now they have a spot opening up in that uh, top six wing position. So uh, literally yesterday, I was like, we have too many top six wingers. Uh, looking at it today. Depending on where these guys play, obviously, uh, your wings are Johnny Gaudreau, Patrick Laine. Obviously, I think you should put those two together. Uh, Jake Voracek is a top six guy. Like, ostensibly, Gus Nyquist is a top six guy. Um, But honestly, I would swap Nyquist out for Johnson. And I would do Johnson, Sillinger, Voracek. As one line, and then I would do Gaudreau, Line A, and Boone Jenner as another line. And then third line, I don't know, maybe Chinakov, uh, Marchenko, and Roslevic, and then have that Corrali, Robinson, Texier fourth line. Um, I feel like this is leaving some people out, but that's uh, that's that's what I would do. Anyway, um, the Blue Jackets have one less winger, which is great. And, uh, as, as well, it's not great. It sucks that Bjorkstrand has gone. And I'm going to be complaining about this for a long time, I think. Even though I know it was what, what had to happen, like, it still sucks, honestly. Um, but the Blue Jackets had too many wingers. That was the problem. The wingers had to go. Um, and that was... This was the way it went, unfortunately. Uh now there's now there's space for Kent Johnson to move into that top six. Uh, there's opportunity for for guys like Marchenko, uh, Bemstrom, uh, other guys to uh, really kind of crack the crack the lineup. Um, there's you know the Mathieu Olivier obviously is probably going to get some games, um, but the Blue Jackets are down to uh, sixteen forwards currently um presumably Maya Gaunt maybe Danforth are going to go down so that's 13 forwards um and so it's uh it's looking a little a little less crowded up on the the forward lines for the blue jackets so again i wish they could have moved Nyquist i understand why they did not but here we are at the end of it Patrick Laine is a blue jacket for the foreseeable future which is really really exciting um and I think yeah 
fans should be sad to lose Bjorkstrand, but I think fans should also be really, really excited about this team. I think it's going to be a really... I think it's going to surprise some people this season, honestly. I know people assume that the Blue Jackets were going to be really bad last season and they were better than expected. Uh, I think there's probably a little bit more respect on their name now, especially since Johnny Gaudreau came to town. Uh, having Patrick Laine signed long-term is also a big, big boon. Um, the Metro is a tough, decision, uh, tough division, but I think... Blue Jackets can hold their own in it. And I'm really excited to kind of see see that come together. I uh I'm kind of, yeah, it's it's finally it's finally the off-season here at uh Locked On NHL channel. But I'm excited. I want it to be the season now. I want it to be October. I want to see this team play. I want to see this team succeed. It's uh it's fun, it's exciting. I cannot wait and uh that's about it for me today uh i've been jay foster you can find me on twitter at underscore jacob foster j-a-k-o-b-f-o-r-s-t-e-r you can find the podcast over at lo underscore blue jackets uh, if you have comments questions criticisms you can email me at locked on blue on monday we will be continuing our uh season reviews of the last year's blue jackets uh, unless Anything else happens in the next 24 hours, which I would not rule it out completely. Uh, yesterday was a very heavy news day, and I don't know if Yarmulke Klainen is done causing chaos. So, uh, But right now, as it stands, we'll be looking at another player. Uh, I think we'll be looking at Jacob Voracek, if I am not mistaken. Um, yes, we'll be looking at Jake Voracek on monday so that'll be exciting um I'll, there'll be a twitter poll up to give him a letter grade so we'll do that this weekend um thank you for making this your first listen of the day every day locked on blue jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on youtube uh like i said at the top of the episode the youtube has gone from strength to strength the podcast views are through the roof i think they're up almost 200 percent. so i'm getting double the amount of views this month than i was last month so thank you all for that i super appreciate you guys and uh let's go into this new season together and have some fun with it but uh until monday make sure you stay locked on